This is a HeadGum Podcast. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Another episode of Just a Tip, an advice podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. It is 2021. I'm your host, Megan Batoon, and I'm here with one of my best friends, Sky Dickinson, who is Let's literally <laughs> pointing go. to the sky like you're worshiping during my <laughs> intro. <laughs> that was worship. <laughs> this is a what your second time. Third time. Third time. <gasps> Wow. Oh my God, wow, I'm like an SNL repeat host. Wow. This is the first episode that's ever coming out after the new year. Love that. Happy new year. Happy new year, baby. Is it a happy new year for you? <laughs> it doesn't feel like a restart. I made some intentions, but I, I made no new year's goals or like resolutions. Yeah. Very different this year. Yeah. We were talking about this this morning. It feels like very fluid for sure. Oh yeah. Like, I think because we both have things happening, like big milestone markers happening in our like professional lives and our personal lives and whatever, that it's kind of like we rolled into Mm -hmm. this new season. But I mean, I I do honestly, like now being here, I do kind of prefer it that way. Like I want to, I don't know, I want it to always feel like I'm like rolling into a new season. I I don't even really care if the date on the, on my homework changes. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it's like an addendum to 2020, but I think the way that our lives are kind of compartmentalized is by different eras and different versions of us. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I would never say like, like 2012, I would just be like, when I was going through this point in my life. So true. When my hair was this. Yeah. Oh geez. (laughs) That will definitely like pinpoint exactly what I was going through. That's real. My iPhoto memory lane. Literally. That weird red color that literally everyone I know and respect had at one point. <laughs> respect. Like everyone had it. It was oh just a thing God. we had to go through as a unit. But like as a whatever. unit, as a collective. As a literal co- collective. Like us as adults now are like, did you guys have, I only respect you if you used to have that weird maroon red hair color. Maroon. That's what it was. Ah. It was weird. Ah. We all did it. We Did you? A hundred percent. I've never seen this. I've hidden it away. Wow. <laughs> Good. Oh, my I'll phone has died. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be an issue for us. No, my oh. phone's been playing some interesting games on me lately. I put on Instagram on stories, uh, send in a bunch of questions, and we're going to try and answer the most amount about 2020, 2021, reflection, evolution. Um, and I thought my phone just died, but guess what? It didn't. Wow. Look at that. Interesting. <laughs> It's never over when you think it's over. <laughs> oh my God, wow. That's something that I've like learned to not freak out about when like technology fails me, except for earlier today. And I had like literal anxiety nausea, which I didn't know was a thing, but I felt like I was going to throw up and I felt like I was hot, I was tingly and I was about to yak oh, and I looked it up and it's an actual thing. It's called anxiety nausea. Full cosine. <laughs> That's real. But anyway, I've learned that like if my phone drops and it breaks or like my computer crashes, I don't freak out anymore. I just go, ah, this is happening. Like when I first started this podcast, if that would have happened on air of like my phone dying, I would have freaked out for one and then I would have cut out Let's go, the growth. entire part of me freaking out. Wow. That is growth. As like perfectionist. 100%. That's huge. That is huge. I remember one time I was like writing a book or I was like trying to start to write a book. And I was, I think the, the prologue was like um, sticking up for perfectionism. This is before I got into therapy with my current therapist. Mm. And I, I told her this too. And I like wrote a whole thing about why perfectionism is good. Hmm. 
I'm so glad I didn't get published as an author. L O L. We should have someone being able to go like, no, you can't say that. <laughs> like every book needs to get checked by a therapist. <laughs> A hundred percent. But I mean, I, we talked about this this morning too. Wow, we suck. We should have turned our mics on at breakfast. But like, <laughs> these just, are just our brunch conversations. Truly, like, whoops. But like, there is something to be said about when we're talking about those shadow sides that like, there's a lot of hidden supernatural powers in there. Yeah. Like your most badass things when it comes to being a designer, probably like super elevated because you've got this like really like this perfectionist eye. Right. At the same time, like you just have to be in control of that. It can't be in control of you, Mm -hmm. which is why the therapy part's probably been honestly lit. Oh my God. Life changing. It's so interesting. Like thinking about shadow selves too, is like the, or, or any type of superpower that you have, like your best quality, the other side of the coin is some sort of like trauma or insecurity or something that is like the other side of it. Like not, like nothing happens without being in duality. Yeah. So it's like, everything has a polar. Oh my God. Everything. When you think something doesn't have a polar, it's got a polar. Yeah. And that honestly blew my mind this year. Like, even the good things. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you think about it from, like, a rudimentary angle of, like, yin-yang, like, yeah. sky, ground. Like yeah, it's totally. A bunch of different stuff. But then when you think about manifesting, you think about intentions, like, every subject is two subjects. Totally. What you want and then the lack thereof it. Totally. So even in your thoughts, there's duality. Duplicity, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. And, like, as as creators, too, as people who create art, there's, like, duality, but there's like multiplicity in everything has 17 yeah. downsides and 17 upsides. Mm. And like, it's this huge like vortex of thought, which is why it's so important to be heart centered instead of like super mind centered. And like, I'm such a thinker Me too. that like, I will think myself into oblivion. And then ultimately at the end of the day, I always end up listening to my heart. Right. Same. So I'm like, why don't I start there? So this is an interesting thing. Like in our friendship, we've talked about this before. Like when we're dealing with an issue, we've always felt like we need to think about every possible outcome to feel like we could prepare for it. Of like, we think that it like, a to z and then like the greek alphabet like we've done like both (laughs) to make sure that we go if anything happens i already am prepared but it's do you feel like you still operate from that place now or are you starting to listen to your heart more for sure listen to my heart more same and i think to be on theme i think this year forced people who weren't even ready to be doing that to do that Mm -hmm. like you basically have to be heart-centered even in like really like beginner ways. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Smoke alarm. <laughs> My smoke alarms, I took them off because they started beeping. So if you hear beeping. <laughs> no one light Megan's house on fire. She'll have no idea. Oh. <laughs> okay. Here we start with our questions. Okay. Common piece of advice that's actually toxic. <gasps> Ooh. That's a great question to start off with. Like, uh, silence. I'm Both like, of us, <laughs> we're not thinkers. I was. <laughs> Thinking. No, we're thinking about everything we've ever heard in our lives. Yeah, I'm like thinking of any meme I saw this morning. I'm, yeah, it's mine are kind of like <laughs> not topical because I instantly thought of like suck it up or like yeah, like I some just, rub some dirt in it energy. Yeah, because yeah. that's like definitely not what it is now, and I think we're all for sure hopefully aware of that. I've always said like burnout is not a badge of honor, and yeah. so it's like. Uh, the hustle mentality yeah like death to the hustle mentality. yeah basically like somebody's going to be working harder than you or there's always going to be someone like faster stronger prettier funnier it's mm. like uh, so yeah okay right 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 <laughs> totally that's or, like real. what's that one saying that's like uh, uh well actually i kind of agree with this um talent beats hard work when hard work fails to work hard. yeah no it's, it's something like talent beats hard work when hard work like is sleeping or something <laughs> i'm trying to think of like what the back of a wrestling team t-shirt was in high school <laughs> Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. There you go. Which I actually pop off. I, I pop off my memory after like five <laughs> minutes. I I do agree with that, but I feel like there was one in the ether that was kind of similar that I didn't love so much. Basically, like the hardness of working. Like you work to the your ground. My God, your ground. I had a stroke. <laughs> we need more coffee. <laughs> it's like ten p.m. <laughs> I do agree with the hard work one, but I, yeah. I don't think, let me clarify. I don't think working hard in the general vicinity of how we've 
come to know it is healthy. Like the overworkaholic, the like put yourself For sure. only into work and that like that your value comes from your status in a career. Like I definitely don't fuck with that anymore. Yeah. Like I de- I feel so much more fulfilled when it's about creating with people I like yeah. or like that I feel fulfilled in it. Yeah. Totally. Instead of being like numbers driven. Which is amazing. And genuinely like I've talked about you in this way in rooms you're not even in because in the industry, in this city and so many different like buzzwords in that way, like the way you choose to build your business, like no one, I'm not even trying to gas you up right now. But, like, nobody operates the way you operate when it comes to, like, ethical, Mm. like, inclusion of, like, homies or, I don't know, like, you could very well be getting people pulling big numbers in programming if you wanted to. Like, Mm. if you set that intention for your business, that would be what you would do. But ultimately, like, you're always operating from a place that's not, like, this, like, game of Legos that is freaking (laughs) building up a network in Los Angeles. And, like, the idea that you only can get somewhere based on who you know. Right. Like, you are who you know is very, like, um... Which is... Nope. It's crazy because as much as I, like, don't love that idea, it definitely is a part of LA. It's definitely part of the industry. It's all of the industry, yeah. Definitely nepotism, but, like, eh, icky. Like, I dated this one guy, and I will always remember it. He was like, let me know when you start to catch the ick, like, with him. Because he knew that, I guess, like, we weren't gonna, like, make it or something. And he was basically like, whenever you start to, like, be disgusted by me, let me know or something like that. And I think there's so many parts that feel icky mm. in in this world not even in the industry but like in this human experience yeah but i'm like oh if it feels icky i'm not gonna be part of it so i'm yeah. just gonna go this other way because i yeah. just don't have to entertain this anymore totally you just totally reminded me of something that i think might be toxic <gasps> yeah advice that might be toxic what um i dated someone who would love to tell me to just be positive oh just that's toxic positivity that is legitimately gaslighting yeah and like i Today we were playing this uh, confessions game, right? This morning over breakfast. And the question we a question we skipped over was, if you were going to write a book, what would you write it about? And I always said I would write a book about like the art of manipulation, like another really fun things I learned from like my parents. And then <laughs> I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, that's I a think really I would- fun title. Honestly, yeah. I, I would buy that at Urban Outfitters yeah. for sure. <laughs> and other really fun things like that like is so urban-y totally but I will say that I was thinking about it this morning when I saw the question like now I feel like I could write a freaking book on gaslighting like yeah the way I've been gaslit in my relationships is truly laughable wow so and like the positive thing was something that was said to me and like also my entire life I've been called a really positive person I think it had something to do with like outgoingness or like whatever friendship I don't know. Mm-hmm. So to be called like a critical or a negative person was like very triggering for me. And I had to like really check in with that when like probably middle of quarantine and I was in therapy like twice a day for like a week. It was when yeah things were really popping off, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on like how la- like little of knowledge we had about what was actually going on. Sure. And um, yeah, I just remember like being like, I feel like like I'm being told that I'm negative and I feel like maybe I'm just going through something because this year is insane yeah and my therapist was like um yes <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> like, she literally right. was like do not tell yourself that you are negative because you are feeling yeah that is real as hell yeah you are like you're operating in your existence and this is your experience and something that like i'm learning recently in the past six months is like what is the experience that i want to have mm. um And this had to be taught to me, like constantly asking myself about what experience do I want to have and what harmony do I want to exist in my life? Um, I have to like manifest that, think about that, and then like open the doors for that. Like I can't be closed off to cutting out things that actually aren't like making me feel harmonious in my life. So tangent. If somebody was trying to get on that same wavelength but doesn't know how, what would you say in order to get them to know, like, what does the harmonious level for them look like? Like, how can you decide that? Yeah. I think for me, it was, like, really listening to myself. Because I think specifically in women, like, the divine femininity, that's real. Like, that is so real, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and so we know, is my point. Like, we know things well before we put any action behind the knowing. Mm -hmm. I think this year, 
again. The theme. We love a theme. <laughs> we love a theme. Like this year specifically, like, man, I knew things that I could have, I could have shifted. I could have made some Queen's Gambit moves <laughs> if you in my life if I would have listened to my intuition or my knowing. And ultimately, like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just like a, there's probably some level of submission there. There's probably some level of like just conditioning or like just like the amount of sh- like honestly like shit that mm-hmm. a lot of women specifically in the industry I'm in have to deal with. But like relationally, like in all of the ways, like you have knowings, you 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 hear from yourself and your body never lies to you. Your body right? never so, lies. So like when you know things, all you have to do is listen to yourself. But that's like a trained thing. But if we're going to be like, okay, beginner awareness 101 yeah. would be like when you feel something, when, when your body is talking to you and when your intuition is flaring, mm-hmm respond to yourself Mm -hmm. you have to show up for yourself and i just wasn't like 2020 is basically forcing people to stop being complacent with themselves yeah not even like their friendships and like all of that yes evolution but like really like you've got to face yourself yeah i say all the time i've brought it up on the podcast before there's a saying that says uh, i had to make you uncomfortable or else you wouldn't have moved Mm. and i feel like this year was basically like a world earthquake in terms of like like a global just tectonic shift yeah. of like sifting out whatever is not necessary. Totally. But also like it's been congealed so long in all of our like individual lives that we don't even know it's unnecessary anymore and we th- we think that it is necessary because we've l- lived our entire lives with it. Mainly for me those are like ideas or stories that I've been telling myself of like unworthiness or like comparison like Mm. all these things like body dysmorphia all of these things like to be with myself in vermont for two weeks before i started this job yeah like i was going through some crazy stuff of like just me alone couldn't really talk to anyone i barely had wi-fi so i was like talking we've had like a couple zoom dates but other than that i was like walking three miles to the market by myself coming home only making tempeh counting my (laughs) calories like crazy i bought like an intuitive eating workbook there was like a like a self um, assessment test in the very beginning and it was like how much how many times have you like basically like restricted yourself like and it was almost all of them and i was like this is such an interesting thing that i never would have looked at before so, I mean, I to your point, like, 2020 showing people the work, like, to mm-hmm. be done. The work to be done. Super well said. It's just, like, the curriculum. Mm-hmm. 2020, we just got the table of contents. What? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> I'm shaking. Is this another earthquake? Because we are quaking. Um. It, that's what it is. We got the table of contents. Next year, 2021, yeah. that's chapter one. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Get Let's your stay pencils. on the book analogy. I was always talking about when I was dealing with grief a lot this year, I, when us as a collective unit, <laughs> we're healing as a collective unit and yeah. like doing a lot of like group things as humanity like was evolving this year. I was thinking about like some of the big milestones, the big grievances that were like, okay, I need freshness to come here. I need some newness on this category of my life. This genre is tainted. Uh, I'm heartbroken. I'm falling in love. Like all these like different things. I was like, which one of these things are titles of chapters, (laughs) self-assigned? And which one of these things is a footnote? (gasps) Because like, I think a lot of people who have heard our feelings think that they're the name of the chapter. Woof! They're just, they're not the name of the chapter, baby. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like you're a songwriter or something. You would think. I think you said that once in conversation. You were like, he's nothing but a footnote. And I was like, put that in a lyric. You must. I really should. should. I'll use the table of contents thing too. Like, we'll just make it a book analogy song. But it's really, it's true. Like, you get to assign what things are the are the ones that you look back on and you're like, learning, important, for sure important. For yeah. sure important and meaningful. Like, really yeah. meaningful. But simultaneously, like, I am not going to tell myself that I am all of those things that you said I was. Mm-hmm. Or that the grief or like the hurt or the, honestly, the guilt. Like, there's so much. Like, we're talking about like subconsciously right now like 10 different things that happened this year that like spoke to us it's which ones are the which ones are the chapters mm. and which ones are just a name in a line it's real continue chills continue <laughs> next question <laughs> continue next one thing you're leaving in 2020 you go first i don't know like instantly i'm just like the workaholic mentality is Mm. not it for me like which is so amazing to be able to say because knowing me totally 
I swear like that my career has been first for a very long time and I've had like a very unhealthy relationship for in my early 20s like my manager would have to tell me to stop working on the weekends because I would just continue to do it but then I've had multiple burnouts and it's like that's it nothing comes without a cost and that cost was just like oh I'm I'm done Mm -hmm. forever um and then like working so much in therapy about the work-life balance and like not feeling guilt like I have so much guilt around not working Mm. because I feel like if I'm not working every single waking moment of a work day and even as like an entrepreneur even more than 40 hours a week then I'm not worth it I don't deserve it or like I'm lazy like all of these terrible things yeah and I believed them and now I'm like Oh no no no! I don't I don't get the same satisfaction from work that I once did. Like totally. connection is like the one thing that I learned so much this year that mattered. Because when we have so much disconnection physically, we had to figure out another way to connect digitally, mm. or you know, in a quarantine bubble like we are. Like yeah. you have specific people. I'm leaving like the workaholic, workhorse, productivity yeah, value awesome. complex. You've already done so much work around that. It's yeah. like very clear that that's like you're very committed to that mm-hmm. like already. And now I work on like connection. Yeah, like totally. Like even in the we had brunch this morning and I like set out an entire like tablescape and charcuterie board and then put all these like conversation card games that I've collect now. I yeah. guess that's like a thing I collect, which I love. Love being like the party house, like the intentional party house. Love it's like it. not a full it's, party. It's like not even a party. It's not a party. Yeah. It's just like a meeting. Yeah. There's, there's, a like meeting. A, there's an um, an Arrested Development episode where Michael Sarah is like, it's his birthday, but there's like five people all sitting in like dining chairs. And he's like, thanks for throwing me this meeting. <laughs> and it is <laughs> the best. So that's basically our brunches or meetings. Oh my God, I love that. But yeah, now I work on like making that the backdrop to a connection. Like I love that. Yeah. And it's home decor. Ugh. Okay, your turn. Yes. yes. I think there are so many things that I'm probably like that I already have that I'm like trying to recall, honestly, like mm-hmm. yeah. things that are. It's been a long year. It's been a yeah. <laughs> like every month I yeah. dish something out that Seriously. I wasn't going to keep. Seriously. And some of them were things that last year, if you would have said to me, this is going to happen to you and this is going to happen to you and this is going to happen to you, I would be like, yeah, no, 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 no. Or like even honestly on the good side too, like there's things, every polar, but whatever. I will say that something that I'm going to um, focus more on is, um, I'm like flipping the question to be like positive, I guess, (laughs) is that like, I'm going to care about my experience. I think people pleasing is... so a thing for me i think that complacency has been like has hurt me i've hurt myself with being complacent to the point where i am only honoring the people around me's preferences Mm -hmm. as far or rules of engagement really and um yeah i think organically because i'm doing my work like i'm taking care of my work and evolving my like myself and i'm really committed to that that um, it's happening on its own. Like my friendships have only gotten better and more intentional. And like, it's not like I'm like asking for people to be cut out, right? I think like when I say that, like, oh, I'm going to put me first finally, it sounds like I'm going to cut out some people. It's like, yeah, that's really not even what I'm talking about. It's more so just like I'm going in those experiences with my homies or with whoever or at work. Like I'm just going to prioritize how I feel Mm -hmm. and what makes me happy. And then I also like the polar to that is like i just gotta not care what you think about that yeah ultimately because like this is my life this is my go around like on like my soul right now is having a go around right and so like i i get to do, i get to do this like i get to paint this picture for myself yeah so. you're the captain i'm the freaking captain I'm the freaking captain i'm dude. the author i am the author <laughs> <laughs> I have such a big problem with people pleasing too. And I read so many, I was going to say like articles, but they're actually like little like infographics on Instagram. Of course. <laughs> the new article. There's so many of them. Wish Love me. them. But like high functioning anxiety, that's one of the main things. Like people pleasing, done it my entire life. Totally. I don't know a world without it. And I'm yeah. still like, I honestly haven't done a lot of work on that part. There's been so many other things that I focus on that that's like next. Yeah. People pleasing is such a, I don't understand. And I, I'm wondering, like, from an anxiety point of view, is it because we're nervous about how this could be taken? Yeah. So it's like, let's just err on the yeah, side of offense. caution and just go like, 
anything you want. Yeah. Like, I'm so quick to just do anything for anyone. Yeah. Also, the other side of it, like, I'm super hospitable. But at the same time, it's like, I, I do want to please. I yeah. want to, like, make your stay at my house great. And that's great. But then when it, it when it reaches outside into the streets and it's no yeah. longer in my house, I'm not hosting. And yeah. I'm just now just being a people pleaser. Mm. It's awful. Yeah, it is. And then you're so tired. It, like, really... Like I said, your body just does not lie to you. Mm. Like even with the music, like there are so many times where we're like, this song's amazing, but I'm like, this can't like honestly last year, if you would have told me, like, hey, you're putting you're putting the EP together, like what's the track that you're gonna build the whole thing around? I would have been like, this one, this particular one, it's clear as day to me. We're track listing out what will be this EP yesterday or two days ago or something. And it didn't even make the cut. Mm. And I was like, it's all so intuitive mm. that I'm like why don't I do this more in my friendships or when I'm hosting or whatever? Like harmony can exist here. Mm. Like all these people love me. It's almost like it's fully a self-worth conversation. People pleasing is totally connected to your self-worth. Yeah. Like, do you see yourself as the fullness of who you are? And do you, do you want to be around you? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. and I was reading this thing that was like, offense is an event. Offended is a decision. Oh, wow. And it's and it's like very real because when I think about like what's my fear, right? Like if I'm connecting to like, well, what's the need to people please for yeah. me? It, it's really what you're saying, which is like, yeah, what's that fear? And for me, it's like loss. I don't want to be abandoned. Mm. Um, of course, there's like trauma connected to the nucleus of that. But like loss, abandonment, um, I don't want to offend you, blah, blah, blah. And so then when I was reading that, I was like, oh, it's like totally that person's decision yeah. to be offended by what I say. Am I still for sure going to be thoughtful and like respectful? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to like bend over backwards to like please this person's preferences when I have my own. Yeah. I feel like for me, it's an inclusion thing, yeah. which is like, I, that's, I love being inclusive because maybe somewhere in my life, like I didn't feel that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Okay, what is the biggest life lesson you learned from a friend? Wow, these questions are amazing. I know. Great job, everyone. (laughs) The only thing I can think of right off the top of my head is my friend Brian once said that friendship is a verb. It takes two. It's not a one-way thing, and it's an active thing. Like, to be friends with someone, um, which doesn't mean, like, talk every single day or be there all the time. It just means, like, it's not a one-way thing, and it's alive. Mm -hmm. It's not stagnant. Um, it's growing, it's evolving. It's never like the same thing. Like if I was the same person as I was when I was 20, I I mean, you lose friends along the way because Mm -hmm. you start growing and you start connecting with more people that are on your same wavelength. But like all of my friendships have grown with me. Like I've grown with you. Like when I met you five years ago or whatever, we are completely different people. Totally. Oh my God. But how beautiful that we both have grown in the same direction of like self-discovery. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, do I still want to do things that make you happy because I love you and I'm invested in you? Totally. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Yeah. They're just totally two separate conversations about like, at what point am I disservicing my existence and the experience I want to have right. by like not knowing myself. We had to get in touch with ourselves. And you're right. Like I think about me five years ago or whatever, my belief structures about what I believed to be uh, the powers of the universe, if you will, mm-hmm. have evolved 180 baby like this is a different ball game for me and i've never felt more fluid or like alive or like um joyful yeah when we're talking about like not even like intentions but just like a word like let's put a word out into this next year like what what's it gonna be like silliness yeah you know like play that's so amazing. I just set some intentions earlier with a friend of mine. And I think like mine for myself was like curiosity, not judgment. Yeah. And the one I set with us as like a, a relationship was like fun, surprise. Yeah. Like really totally. just like a lively element. Like there just needs to be so much more play. Yeah. That's the other side of work. And I've got the work thing down. For sure. So let's play. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> and like, that's part of like your healthy adult, if you will. Like mm-hmm. what you address in therapy is that like, like it is actually better for your healthy adult to have like, the, let's go. <laughs> fire. It's only like one little beat yeah. for my fire alarm. I'm, I'm really genuinely, I don't know how that happens, but it's, it's like, like not, it's not disturbing. It just feels like, yeah, what's up? It's just like a tiny little like, hey. Yeah. What's up? Hey, we're on fire. Somebody. <laughs> hey, we're burning. Yo, house is done. <laughs> That's a people pleaser of a smoke detector. hundred like, percent. Hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. you. Hey, I hope, I hope, uh, I'm, I hope this beep finds you well. Oh my God. <laughs> is this a bad time? This is a bad because time. Because your house is on fire. Yeah. Also, to answer this in a quickness, lesson from a friend. My friend Chloe, uh, when q was first happening and we were like really tripping, she was like, realizing i think probably in her own therapy she was talking about some uh things she's going through where she realized that she'd been like withholding how she feels Mm. and that was really good for me to like hear from her because we were able to have this conversation as really close friends we've been friends for over a decade like um like how it could hurt me to not hear from her about what's going on with her yeah and like how how to evolve like uh even our friendship in the sense that like i want to know what's up Mm-hmm. with her and I want to know what's going on and I want her to be like here's what's going on in the most vulnerable and honest way that she wants to be and it was good for me to hear because I was like oh you know what maybe I'm like and we talked about this this morning too like uh it's okay to be like messy with your grief it's actually not only okay it's like you need to be mm-hmm. and so like who are those safe people and then like process your grief and process your messiness because like that's totally allowed, you know? Like, I think people think that they have to have it totally together. And Chloe being like, I'm going to allow myself to be free in my feelings and share them with people without thinking that I'm a burden. I was like, oh my God, totally. So I'm having a really hard time. Like, thank you for opening that gate for me. Then connection can actually yeah. happen because there's communication totally. and authenticity. Yeah, That's one of my biggest pet peeves is, like, I always boil it down to know-it-all syndrome. Mm. But I just feel like as soon as someone is trying to cover up the fact that they don't know something. I understand that it's coming out of like fear and they don't want to look dumb. But like at the same time, if you pretend like you know something that you actually don't, not only are you lying to yourself, you're severing connection from the ground. Like as soon as you go, yeah, yeah, I know that. It's like, uh, number one, you're kind of an asshole and I don't want to tell you anymore. (laughs) Two, now we can't even talk about it and you don't get to learn something. It's almost like you have like, you had outdated software and it's okay to like get new software. Totally. It's okay to learn something and get a tune up. That's why like computers fix bugs all the time. Mm. Apps fix bugs while you're sleeping. Yeah. We need to do that to our internal hardware. Yeah. Chill your ego for a sec. Chill it. Yeah. <laughs> Chill it. Chill it. This is a cool question coming from all of 2020. How does one become okay with uncertainty? I think we kind of just talked about it. Grief is good for you. You know, like grief is you process grief for as long as you need to. You know what I mean? But there's this one like poem. Let me find it, actually. A poem on Hello? this day? Can't wait. On this day? <laughs> um, yeah, grief is is love. Wow, I found that really fast. It's your background. We love the Internet. I know. It's, <laughs> I found that really fast. I had it pulled up already. <laughs> it's um, my tattoo. Yeah. Really, the, the takeaway is that grief is love with nowhere to go oh so like 
well, I don't know. For me, when I was reading that, because um, oh, it's a really like grief is obviously it's ev- it's everything right yeah. now. You know, like whether we are even aware of how much grief we will have to process or not. Because the reality is, twenty twenty has been super good in a lot of ways, very clarifying, right? Totally, so clarifying, and like the vision is super clear. But simultaneously. Like, we've had to let go of some things. We've um, adopted some things that suck. We've, like, <laughs> seen some things that suck. Like, there's the election. There's, like, so many things, you know? Like, the tr- the Trump part of the election, just to be clear. <laughs> I was like, I love that. Um, like, just you, to you, be like, clear. You were doing, like, the listing voice. Like, the election is, like, we don't have to say anything else. Like, yeah. just the election. Yeah, it was terrible. Done. A whole list. <laughs> like, Donald T. Um, <laughs> like, no Donny word T. needing to be said. But, yeah, like... We're going to be processing grief. Like, we don't even know at this point right now, um, to, to this question's point, like the uncertainty, we don't even know f- how long we will actually be seeing the effects of what happened this year. Mm. We have no idea how long uh, it will take to process what actually happened. Right. And how. And on top of that, like, aside from the election, it's like, we're in quarantine now. And, yeah, and Los Angeles, like, the epicenter of the world. Yeah. We don't, we have no idea, like, when is the vaccine going to reach us instead of, or not instead of, but, like, on top of frontline workers totally. only. Like, when do the normal people get it? How long are we actually going to be in our bedrooms recording podcasts? Like, I don't know the next time I'm going to walk out in the street, like, in L.A. Like, no, we just don't know. We, yeah. Because it, people are saying, like, maybe it's, like, in the middle of next year, but, like, what happens when it's past that like we could be in this for like years to come totally we have no idea but how does one be like okay in uncertainty like that i mean i think the only thing i i could ever speak from is just like find what makes you feel good and safe in those times Mm -hmm. of like i I don't know what's going to happen with the world, but I'm like sitting here with one of my favorite people in the world and I'm having a good enough time. I was literally just going to say a really similar thing. Like we've also seen insane victories this year. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I think just um, doing checks and balances for yourself. Like, okay, this really hurt me. What things made me really happy at the same time? If nothing, like, what's my access to mental health resources? Like, really just, like, listening to yourself. This whole thing is an awareness conversation. Like, grief and awareness are so buddies. But also, or should be buddies, rather. But you're totally right. Like, connection for me and, like, finding new ways of being supportive to my homies has brought me a ton of joy. And then, like, finding my homies be supportive of me through things that I never thought were going to be a thing or like yeah really different like my life looks so different right now and so like what you were saying earlier that investment to the people that you really want to dig deep with like okay let's including yourself yeah including yourself yeah holy shit yeah but like really take checks and balances with that like which parts of this or which people are like supporting me in like unique ways that like i didn't even know i needed and then let's like celebrate that. I think like yes, it's really hard to celebrate things right yeah. now or it feels like it's really hard because of the uncertainty piece. And like there's also like a money part to be said with that, like the uncertainty in that way. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Like I really think celebrating every little win, if it's alone, if it's with another person, like virtually, of course, like really just tapping in who are the people that are supporting me and then like really lean into that connective tissue. That's like you're both going through this. You're both having totally different but the same experience. Mm-hmm. So, like, connection is, like, genuinely what saved my life this year. Like, yeah. And processing grief in a way that I had never processed it before. And ultimately, it was so good. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's going to happen next? Like, because it is uncertain. Like, we're probably still in this collective grief for a while. Like, so much crazy shit's been happening that, like, I'm almost, like, excited to see, like, which new ways people are going to surprise me in my life. Because, like, we do have really invested friendships. It may be a small group, but, like, lean into that small group for real. Yeah. I think that's something that's interesting. There's, like, a lot of questions about friendships and... Uh, like do we like the amount of friends that we have and like how do you keep friends and all these things especially in this climate and I think like I used to always want the friends central perk sitcom type of friendship like six homies that would always like meet at each other's house walk in and I never thought I had that I would I remember like dating a few people and being like wow all they all like went to NYU together and they just Mm. like were a click mm-hmm. and i remember going to some random italian restaurant with one of them and then we went to a bar afterwards and all of their homies were there mm-hmm. like six of them and i was like wow this is like actually like friends <laughs> and i always wanted that but i 
I think I was like talking to my therapist once and she was like, do you not have that? And I was like, I guess I do in you different do, ways. Totally, yeah. yeah, we have like kind of like... We do, I guess. Yeah, we've got like line segments and triangles, but we don't have like six that we're all equally like close with. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like, I love the amount of friends that I have. I have like yeah. five really good friends. Yeah. And I think in COVID... I think it was almost like if you didn't have those amount of friends and if you had like a, but because you used to be like friends with everyone. Yeah, totally. And you definitely like pared down to Big what time. is necessary. Yeah. And I think that COVID made people do that physically. Yeah, true. And maybe that so has true. like let people pick like the most important relationships to them and water those. Yeah, totally. Which I think is great. That's so real. I love the celebration part of it. I think we need to celebrate a, a lot more. Here's like a little practical piece. Um, my therapist once told me to, to write 10 things I'm grateful for in the day, in the morning time. And mm-hmm. at the very end, write one thing that I'm proud of myself for. And that's really helped mm. me because sometimes I'll be like, I don't know what to be proud of because I've never like tr- been like, I'm proud of me for this. Mm. Um, but it's been really nice to like start looking out for that. Yeah. And then sometimes when I'm like, oh, I haven't been really proud in a couple days. Like, why is that? So mm. it's like, even if there's not something, um, I always like end up finding something because you can always find something to be proud of yourself for, whatever yeah. that is. Even if it's like, for me, the um, the workaholic productivity thing, it's like, if I didn't record a podcast that day, that's okay because one, no one's going to die because I didn't record a podcast and I was like treating my body to whatever it needed. I might die. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's just so important. Like then again, that's like a listening to yourself thing. Totally. And the journaling, little, little nod to journaling. Little nod to journaling. I subscribe to the, the church of journaling. Journal, journal church? I subscribe to the channel that is church of journaling. I haven't journaled in a, t- in a long time and that's a downfall. But I think that's, I think the misconception and I don't even know if this is like, maybe people talk about this, maybe they don't. When people say journaling, I think it might have this like kind of odd, weird, like Christian connection. Like people hear journaling and it feels very like religious. And, like, really? Yeah, at least for me. That's well, I mean, for you sure, called like, it the my... church of journaling. First so. of all, it is a church and you're right. I never mind. Like I'm this massively contradicting myself, but like I journal in my iPhone. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, like, yeah, it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't a, have to be like a, a calligraphy pen and you're like doing your the worst. Like it's really just like for me, I think as an artist too, if I have a thought, I am writing it down. Yep. For sure. Like so many of my notes and I am like really like a little bit uh, too organized when it comes to that stuff. Like I have like themes in my notes and then I'll fill them up with small thoughts. Oh. So then what, if I have to like go write a song or something, I'll be like this concept from two weeks ago oh, could yeah. work and then I'll cross them off if I address them, which is like a more functioning way to create art. Yeah. But like really it's journaling. And like if I'm ever having like deep anxiety moment, oh my God, the notes of my iPhone is a battlefield. Oh gosh. Oh man. Battlefield. Here. I would not want people to look at my Let's stuff. Let's pull up and scroll. And what is the first thing that shows up in my iPhone? Let me see if I can find something. The most terrifying game oh in the God, world. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Oh, oh my God. One says improv. <laughs> Just improv. <laughs> Which like, if you're taking notes on improv, it's not improv. <laughs> the good bits for improv. Implement these. Okay, wait, let's see. Enthusiasm. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, this one that's like showing up to me at the top is a song that just came out with uh my friend hope the Uh the lyrics from when we wrote that is in here which is cool and then i also wrote a song called small town excuse which was about like small mindedness in my hometown of orange county california whoa um and that was that's never gonna see the light of day (laughs) that's a read fam that's a read what else in order to heal you have to feel Ooh. Oh, yes. Let's do this. The science of love. Oh, my God. Let's hear it. You don't have a choice in true love. This is from a uh, teacher by the name of Brother Panic that somebody uh, put me on to that I've been listening to Uh um, through them mostly. But I listened to this one talk. I actually I don't know if it was Panic. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Literally into a podcast. (laughs) Don't quote me on that. I'm quoting myself on it. This lives on forever. Okay, but anyway, basically, physical love is love based on chemical release, like, quote, love on drugs is what I said. When you're in true love with a person, you don't have to seek it, you know it. 
true love makes you evolve emotionally and spiritually. You both want to grow together. Both are mm-hmm. helping each other grow. And true love does not break up. True love's constantly talking about the future because it is an evolution. True love chooses people and is only experienced by a few. Basically, like, I was just taking notes on this guy's spiritual assessment of, of like, soulmates and true love and twin flames and what the difference is. And honestly, it was fascinating from a friendship perspective, too. Because they were talking about how soulmates are like extremely rare and it was like very much like a healing conversation, but um, it was cool. Like, uh, yeah, Twin Flame is a soul that came down as two people. One soul manifested as two souls with an important job from the creator, blah, blah, blah. And it just made me think a lot about like uh, friends who I've met in past lives in Mm. different ways and how like our souls can be like, honestly, I think this about you. I think this about a few people in my life where I'm like, they're absolutely we find each other in every go around. Totally. Absolutely. I wish we could remember. Me too. Wouldn't that be so cool? Be so cool. Then we could have just more stories. Yeah. Like, remember in that life? <laughs> oh, my God. Totally. Ah. Okay. Yeah, tell me your note. Let's see. I'm. Oh, my God. I don't even... This one's, like, titled nothing. Um, it says, I have so much compassion for myself six months ago. I view her as a completely different person, lost and confused, and the main difference between her and me is that I know I'll be there again. My heart breaks for past me who didn't know how good it's about to be. And then that's what was after it. You wrote that? Yeah. Lyricist central. (laughs) Because you know what? It's like sometimes you go through like a really good stint of like if you're meditating and you're journaling and you're like taking the time to like give yourself that love. Yeah. And then you're feeling amazing. You're like listening to music. You're dancing around. You're like, you're feeling good about your body. You're like loving it. And then it's inevitable. It's like every up must come down. Like Mm. if you're going, having a really good go around, that's great. There's going to be a day where you're not going to feel so good. And like, you have to know that that's coming in not like a ominous, like Like shark jaws way, but like, it's just, it's going to happen and that's okay. It's like, okay, now we just got to do it. And then we get back on the roller coaster again. Totally. Ah. That's beautiful what you wrote. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> this one's cool. Let's hear it. Oh my God, journals. This is a fun game. This is, yeah. This Great is segment. A- <laughs> <laughs> this is a segment where you take out your phone and you read a couple notes from it. Yeah. I honestly love that. It's brilliant. <laughs> this one says, if there's anything the pandemic has taught me more about, it's time. How we've had so much and how we could have little left. It's fast and slow all at once. I was talking to a friend, Rick, about, quote, where we've been and then catching up with ourselves, <gasps> developmentally and physically speaking. And we both recalled the oddly joyful experience of getting to travel for the first time for work. You remember those? Like, oh. um, you take a picture of the hotel room or from the seat of your plane on your way to somewhere like Omaha. <laughs> And all this time, uh, all this time makes me want to fully digest the places I've been with gratitude taken where I was from where I am. I don't want to quickly pass through anymore. And I don't want to miss another second of my life. Remember to take time to be grateful and digest some of your life experiences today. What have you lived through that feels like it happened really fast? Oh, my God. This entire year. Right. For me. Really fast and really slow. Hyper like, slow, man. It, it was super slow. I feel like I have a different experience of... 2020 than most people because i i was employed on a travel job which is insane but like getting tested daily um i've never worn like more ppe in my entire life but the thing is like it's so crazy because i was getting paid to do this like this is my career so it wasn't like i'm not traveling for joy you know i don't even get to see these places yeah i travel and then i do my job and i travel again so like i feel like i've been to the most places i've ever been this year without seeing anything totally which kind of feels like 2020 in general so true yeah it's just like a different version of it so i just haven't had like the the quarantine experience for a full year yeah like i've had those five months um but honestly like i wish i had more of that yeah i wish i i had more time to really do a lot of self-searching but like being on camera for 18 hours i there's not a lot of time yeah well you'll still be doing the work yeah you know like you specifically will still be doing the work even if we're not quarantined i know what a what a crazy year okay any more notes before i move on to i don't know do you have anything in there let's see um oh josh oh i said oh josh instead of oh, oh my gosh. Oh, josh oh josh our hands weren't the only thing shaking when we met my world jumped. Oh my god. Literally, Megan's notes are poetry. <laughs> Honestly, when you're like, I want to be a published author, be, publish like, a poetry book. You're like, only- just don't talk about perfectionism. <laughs> 
don't praise perfectionism but uh, honestly your poetry let's go oh my god oh here's a different version of it our hands weren't the only thing shaking when we met it was my voice my knees my world oh my god this girl like we are not together me and this man (laughs) (laughs) he's fully in another relationship (laughs) oh my god if i had oh my god some of the things i've said here that are just like things i should have said to people that i was like i'm putting these to bed are still in here that's such a good way of like getting over something totally just the letter you never send in here yeah but Mm -hmm. honestly i use them all the time for lyrics oh nice like baka who i uh write with like we write together like basically exclusively he um he'll be like i have no feelings about this do you and i was like i may have a few months ago scroll 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 open this this one says love's a daily decision i can't just be a partner for presentation and not a lover and then it's long like i'm not even gonna get into it the world doesn't need to know how i roasted (laughs) this person but you have um, like every emotions like an encyclopedia it's literally an emotional encyclopedia it's masterwriter.com and it always helps always always helps to keep my journals it's it's so important this this one will segue us back to the growth conversation but this one says sometimes i feel like my skin is shedding to birth the next version of me like my frame can't hold the growth i shattered to expand megan who are you (laughs) ruby quar you're literally ruby quar (laughs) snaps for just like the idea that i would ever put in oakland but that's amazing have you ever felt like that? Like a totally. physical, like, um, not a cornucopia, but like, what's the, um, the little cocoon? Yeah. Like you felt like you're in a cocoon, like, like a rebirth. Have I ever felt rebirth? <laughs> yes. A king? million percent. Oh my God. I want to feel that again. It's one of the best feelings. You really feel like, you feel like a butterfly. You know what's freaking nuts? You know what? Rebirth can be small too. The celebration conversation, like rebirths can be like, I feel like they can happen all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was talking with someone about um, holistic healing things, but uh, they're just really educated on the topic of like metaphysical things, on spiritual work, on all of the stuff that I'm like baby stepping my my way into, but like definitely biting off big chunks. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like yesterday when we were talking about uh, animal totems, plant totems, um, digging into all of that work. And then like there's like crystals, of course, but specifically deities. Mm. Um, used to freak me out. I think because in my like uh, Christian upbringing, uh, not even like Christian's not even the right word. Just like whatever. Um, <laughs> just really, whatever. just really serious and like fundamentally like different from the beliefs I have now. What's crazy is it's like we're taught that like like the don't worship other idols. The reality is like when you see deities like um I guess like Ganesh or like Buddha mm-hmm. um vibes that like when you're a kid people are like don't worship that. You're like now I'm like rediscovering through like a lot of like things that are happening. I'm trying to like paraphrase this to be shorter version of the story but um things like saraswati or um hator uh these like deities from different cultures from egypt uh uh from india and they're basically just like uh embodiments of these like divine properties or stories that um ultimately you obtain like poetry fyi just like the bible but like you um you obtain them like poetry and you make them work for you. So it's really not even you worshiping said deity. It's like when people are like working with crystals, they're not like leaning on the crystals to give them energy. You're charging the crystals and then you're making them work for you. Mm. Honestly, that was enlightening to me. That was like its own mini rebirth where I was like rediscovering how I could engage with different energy work. And like um, that was like changed the way I decorated my space um changed the way like the clothes i wanted to wear and then like getting in touch with some of these stories of like really spiritual beings like specifically saraswati and then like putting saraswati in my house in different ways and then like having that energy around mm-hmm. like work for me like i can call to it is actually really dope and was like in its own way like a mini like lifestyle rebirth yeah totally yeah there's a saying in some 12-step programs that's like uh, take what you want and leave the rest and I feel like that is such a good way of also like on the internet too. It's like you don't have to shit on everything, like and don't like get offended <laughs> yeah, about everything. Totally, Just take what works for you and leave the rest. Yeah, and move on and accept other people's humanity. Yeah, totally. Ah, okay. One last one. What's it gonna be? Favorite twenty twenty memory. That one's gonna be a hard one. I feel like there's been. This year has been like the longest blink and also the shortest totally. sleep. 
Yeah. Longest blink short of sleep, 2020. Rupee core. Up. Oh. <laughs> always a poet. Yeah. I don't know. Favorite is a, the operative word I'm struggling with right now. Because it's like, which one was the most meaningful or which one was the most fun? I guess however you want to take it. I, I think for me, it's like, favorite would be kind of a grouping of things. But just like, yeah. just the moments I've had with my close friends. Totally. Of like, because... The small things. It, yeah, because I this. love tiny i if there's more than four people in my house uh, maybe five on like a thanksgiving or christmas like i'm stressed, stressed. totally so having intimacy yeah. and it being mm. the norm and not being weird like the other day like if i have anything more than five people at a time i have to like have a day of recovery it's almost like a hangover yeah for like a 50 year old that took like 10 shots the night before i am like bedridden <laughs> yeah like super introvert like my body is aching yeah that's the recovery i need yeah so i've loved like these small intimate gatherings and like really intentional situations yeah i've i've loved that so much totally I agree. I think it's it's got to be the small moments thing, or like I'm look like thinking back on times where things I I asked myself for or I set the intention for, like them showing up, those manifestations mm-hmm. showing up in oh in the small ways, you know, like like the intimacy. That's something I asked for. Yeah. You know, like that's something we asked for, mm-hmm. and like we we have to be in communication with ourselves and with our like spirit to be like aware that we're getting what we asked for yeah, and then celebrate that and then like set out a new intention or like I just feel like I was thinking about Christmas and I was thinking about my birthday and like these like milestones that would normally have been like either like disappointing or um, I would have felt judged or like there would have been drama and there just wasn't this year and Mm. I think that's the universe honoring the work I'm doing you know the work we're doing yeah like the fact that that we can have intimacy i mean like we always like it's really true like i'm kind of same as as you in that way where it's like i've got my squad of people and then i do checks and balances and i go deep as hell with those people and that is work for myself and it's being a supportive friend and um i see like the return on my energy all the time and like i think the biggest takeaway for me this year is like understanding my value and understanding my worth and then like knowing and listening to myself and then doing what I feel is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like a hundred percent. And when I do that work, the rewards that I get for those little moments, I see them all over the place from when I made the conscious decision to be like, I'm going to evolve. Like what? Like for people that are listening that maybe are unfamiliar with what that would feel like, like what would that show up as? in the physical yeah i mean the most like top line and recent would probably be um my christmas experience this year obviously it's different for everyone this year but i had no drama with my parents Mm. they were great my parents were amazing like i was really proud of both my mom and my dad for how they engaged with us the kids um, this year and I, that sounds very like oh whatever family drama like whatever for me and my family mm-hmm. that's not whatever I yes. don't even know the last time I could say that I wasn't deeply hurt mm-hmm. by something that happened at a holiday or like I wasn't like scapegoated to be the problem of my family holiday and cried myself to sleep and had deep anxiety like all of these very real things that so many people have with their families but mine was just like it was so chill yeah that to me is like symbolic of the work that I'm doing to have no turbulence yeah in in my life like i welcomed that i like yes i set the intention for that to happen so i want to be aware that it happened and i want to like be thankful that it happened yeah and keep doing it it happened with my birthday too i remember being really scared that um because i was like really deeply grieving at that time for a few reasons and really i was like i knew i was gonna have to lean on my friends to to carry me through a little bit of that that period and um before that and into my birthday and ultimately i was nervous because of the people pleasing side where i was like you know what i always do the heavy lifting i am always doing more than my friends are doing for me and then i set the intention that i was going to um like find this equilibrium 
and I was going to be the supportive friend and ask questions and show up and like laugh more and be silly and like just dig deep, continue to dig deep with my friends, but also allow them to care for me mm-hmm. and not always be the caregiver. And I like set that intention. I wrote it down. It's in it's in the iPhone journal. We it's go it, back to the segment. <laughs> and um, when my birthday came around, I was floored, like floored by how much time, effort, resources, energy went to, went to me in that time. And then like I was overwhelmed with like how well people were supporting me. And I only happened because I asked for it. Yeah. And I let asked it for what I needed. Right. Which is just wow. Mm-hmm. Like I wish somebody would have told me that. Told you like ask for what ask you need. Ask for what you need. And if your friend is an adult, it is up to them how they respond, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I talked to my friend Biggs about this exact thing. Like, if you need something, you're not insane to ask me for what you need. Ask me for what you need because you're in touch with yourself and then leave it to me to respond, to either give that to you or give you feedback or whatever. Ask for what you need and I'll tell you if I'm down or not. Right, because nobody's a mind reader. Yeah, exactly. That's something that I had to definitely learn because I was like, why is this person like not here at this time or how does he know not to bring the French fries too? Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? (laughs) Tell him that you want the French fries. Also, you should always be bringing the French fries. You should always be bringing the French fries. (laughs) Like, I swear, like, if you, if I want only a sandwich and we're dating, bring the fries (laughs) there's a a restaurant down the street that there's like a side of fries it's like half sweet potato fries and half normal fries and it's called my girlfriend's not hungry brilliant it's over it's in silver lake i love marketing it's the best (laughs) oh my god okay moving into 2021 this is the last thing i'll ask what this is kind of like a we we do this thing called uh three words only three words of advice eek only three words going into 2021 well for the rest of the year since we already yard here now what are your three words of advice for the rest of this year whether that's like an intention for you or something you want to keep top of mind or something that you've learned that other people should know about three words three words only like it has to make sense too like in a sentence it can't be like live laugh love <laughs> listen listen to yourself oh that's great 100 percent I was gonna, I was gonna be like dumb, and I was gonna be like, "Live your truth, comma sis," <laughs> and that is four, <laughs> four words. Okay, that listen to yourself. I like that a lot. I'm gonna say, cut yourself slack. Oh, I love that. Yeah, more grace, man. Yeah, like less judgment of ourselves and other people. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, yeah. God. <laughs> Just, oh my God. That's the podcast. I was going, oh my God. Oh my God. My God. (laughs) Someone like went on a run and listened to this. They come back home like, hey babe, how was the podcast? They just said, oh Oh God, for like 40 minutes. But I I got a mile in. Whoops. A 40 minute mile. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Give yourself grace. Yeah, I love that. That's another one. That's a really good one. We could just go here for days. 100%. But I think we we did a great job. You mentioned that you have an EP coming out and you finished a track list. Mm. It's coming out when? LOL. Um, I'm trying to think, like, when is this coming out? Like, now-ish? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to say what it's called or what's on it. And you can't. I cannot. You There will be songs on it, and that's uh, the spoiler. There, there's music on it, if you're lucky. I, don't, I mean, if I'm lucky, I don't know. It's going to be so much work for the next, like little bit vague, mm-hmm. vague timeline <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> next little bit to get it done but i will say i can go on record saying that an ep an ep an is AP. coming uh the ep Harry is styles coming. is that you oh my god i wish <laughs> the ep is coming i'm pumped about it yes it's a really fresh sound for us we're so nervous and naturally yeah it's just a full heart exposure and um We've already seen your notes, so I true. think... True! <laughs> there's nothing you're not going to be surprised by! It's really true. But there's going to be some really fun stories in those songs. Fun. <laughs> fun, heartbreaking? Really heartbreaking songs. But also, songs that I'm hoping people resonate with. Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, I just hope... I don't know. My hope for the EP is that people will listen to it and um, want to sing it. Ooh. Want to sing along to it. Oh, yeah, because I'm only making music because I really love to sing, right? Like, not for any other reason outside of that. Yeah. I had to get really clear on that before I set on this mission of, like, being an artist. Why right. am I doing what I'm doing? Really? I just really know that I am supposed to be singing. 
So I hope people want to sing when they hear it. Oh, I wish I could sing because I'll sing with it. I'll sing you with do. it anyway. Aww. You harmonize. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so where can people find you for when it does come out? Yeah, um, everywhere under Goes By Sky. Goes By Sky. And uh, on Spotify and all the places music happens. And you know that because Google exists. So, <laughs> yay! Okay, I actually forgot the the number of this podcast. <laughs> it's been a long time. Number? The t- for people to call in. Oh, nice. So I'm going to look it up. And here's another act of grace for myself is that I'm not going to cut that part out. Because you know what? That's okay that I forgot. That's real. There's a lot of things going on in my life. <laughs> I'm done. Now we're mu- we're just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here it is. If you have a sticky situation or a burning concern, call us at 805-751-9071. You give us your age, and we'll do the best we can with what we have on the day of recording. And cut yourself slack. Listen to yourself. <laughs> ASMR. Your face is terrifying. I am like making eye contact with you kissing. (laughs) (laughs) That was a headgum podcast.